Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Seatown Podcast, where I invite on Seattle area business owners, entrepreneurs, and community personalities to share their stories with us. This week I have the privilege of interviewing Aaron Reismus, the owner and designated broker of Live Property Solutions here in West Seattle. Uh, I also hang my license here, uh, so I, I work for this brokerage as well, so I'm a little biased towards uh, how great uh, things are here, um, but I do really enjoy it. Um, and as a new indie brokerage in town, uh, Aaron uh, and his brokerage are raising the bar on how real estate is done. Here's Aaron, the owner of Live Property Solutions. Uh, today I'm joined by uh, Aaron Reismus of Live Property Solutions. Um, Aaron, do you mind just telling our, our listeners a little bit about, about what you do, what, what sort of business you're on? Well, hello, and uh, Christian, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, type of business we're opening is a brokerage specializing in real estate and three-dimensional renderings of space and the consultation in managing your property or somebody's property that they own, uh, maximizing its return on income. Uh, Aaron, would you mind just giving me a little backstory? You know, where did you grow up? What do you enjoy doing in your spare time? Um, What did you do before owning uh, your current business? So I grew up in West Seattle. Uh, third generation West Seattleite. Uh, my grandmother still lives in the family home. Dad still lives in his house. And uh, now me raising my family here in West Seattle, I feel especially privileged to be able to, to raise my family in West Seattle, somewhere where my father started his business. And now, now myself starting a business on California Avenue in, in the junction, uh, really immersing myself in the community here. I feel, feel very fortunate. Um, I've specialized in real estate for nine years, just concentrating on helping people sell homes, buy, or develop land. The new brokerage here on California Avenue is approximately six months old. Very young, but uh, still nonetheless very powerful. Would you mind just uh, taking a minute to Kind of describe you know, what you offer and what kind of clients you like like to serve the best? Yeah, the lion's share of our business is, is listing property for sale using and leveraging the technologies that we have available in-house to, to produce a better product, more premium listing, um, and then also buyers using additional proprietary search uh, methods to find homes for buyers, typically uh, single-family residential. So it sounds like you mostly mostly do residential real estate, helping people you know sell their their property and, and helping buyers. So what what specifically you know technology-wise and and marketing do you do that uh, sets yourself apart uh, as an agent or as a brokerage? We use a lot more, I think, visual media. We use a three-dimensional camera. We use video, virtual tours of the inside. We also use aerial photography on the exterior and then traditional professional photography to expose our listings that we syndicate out to our proprietary list of of buyers and agents. Moving on to the next question, what what would you say the greatest challenge that you face right now in your business? Greatest challenge right now is probably exposing our, our powerful softwares and processes out to buyers and sellers that have existing relationships with maybe maybe an older client or an older agent, uh, getting them to actually look at our processes and look at, at 
our media representation online. What do you love most about your business? Probably love most about my business is the opportunity to help out in the community in a way that provides more than just a job. It's, it's kind of a passion for the community. It's, it's where I live. It's where I raise my family. Probably the biggest thing is, is giving back to the community. So now that you own your own brokerage, uh, how does that provide uh, additional opportunity or how is that different than uh, to be able to fulfill what you're just talking about uh, rather than just kind of being an agent at a, at a bigger brokerage? I think it provides us a little bit more lateral movement in terms of being able to step out of the norm and get into lines of business and support that traditional brokerages are just not really attuned to either participating in or or see those as profitable lines of business so we we would participate in much broader industry lines for instance we would we would do sales and we also help with contractual leasing of property as well as development consultation in the development of somebody's property or the consultation in the management of their property it makes us a little different uh, not necessarily out for just the sale. We're out really to help others with their property. So it sounds like one of the things that, that kind of sets uh, your brokerage apart is being able to have a more holistic view of how to help clients with, with housing needs. So it's not just about coming in after they do the work and and selling it for them, but being a upfront con consultation of, you know, if you... So like this, you'll likely get this amount, but if we do X, Y, and Z, we can get more, providing them the option, uh, and then providing the different services to, to support, support that choice. That, we we that are kind of? we are active participants in preparing property for market. Uh, exactly what you're saying, more of a holistic approach. It doesn't just start when the real estate agent puts their sign in the yard it starts many months and weeks ahead of that, the preparation that goes into the house. That's what separates the quality listing that we turn out, which we believe also hopefully helps with the bottom line. Uh, why, why would you say Seattle uh, is such a great place to own a small business? Seattle right now is growing at unprecedented paces. Uh, the technology industry is booming. We've got uh, many companies growing in Seattle, so it, it's definitely got a lot going for it, considering the climate in Seattle. Not only jobs, but uh, Seattle's become a very large bullseye on the map of, of tech and, and people moving, moving in. What does the first 90 minutes of your day look like? Well, first 90 minutes, I like to get into the chair get into my email, open up the computer, get warmed up, and probably make a quick list of, of the top, top priority things that I need to get done for the day. What would you say is your greatest strength? My greatest strength probably lies in the tenacity uh, of moving forward, just moving the ball a little bit forward in the direction that I want it to go. Uh, that's probably been one of my biggest strengths. Uh, getting deterred is is something that some businesses might it might happen to them, but I've just kept 
pushing through. Uh, and now, now one of my biggest goals of, of opening the business is I've realized, and now hopefully the continued success is, uh, is probably the biggest thing that I look at as, as a big driver in my life. What would you say is one habit that you wish you had? I think the one habit that I wish I had was putting myself out there a little bit more, telling people what I do, how I do it. I think uh, when, when people kind of look at the cover, it's kind of, you know, might not necessarily read the same as the, the inside. I keep a little quiet to myself, and I wish I could, could definitely tell people a little bit more about what I do on a daily basis. What would you say you're passionate about? I am passionate about my family. My family comes number one in my life. Uh, I believe that we're here to support one another and they're, they're my closest. They're my allies, they're, they're my love. I think, yeah, I mean, that, that's without a doubt. Family comes first. So moving into kind of the next section of, of the interview, I'd like to dig a little, a little deeper and hear a little more about, about your, your story, uh, kind of ups and downs. Um, Take us to the story of your worst entrepreneurial moment. My worst entrepreneurial moment. I would have to say, delivering the paper at a young age, I thought it was a good idea to deliver the paper for my neighbor. It was my neighbor's paper route, and he got paid the big dollars. But back then, he would pay me like two or three dollars to deliver the whole paper to the whole neighborhood. And let me tell you, now, now as I look back on it, and, and years passed after that, I, I actually acquired the paper out from him, so I realized how much I was actually getting shortchanged. Yeah, best, best moment. I remember lugging those papers to all the neighbors and smiling and delivering the news. It was great fun. And once I, once I actually owned the business, I did feel a little bit better about uh, delivering it for almost free for all those years. And you give your uh, the neighbor paperboy a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, kind of looking back on that, I mean, obviously, you know, you're a kid at the time, but what would you want the listeners to take away from that as far as, you know, a, a lesson learned, so to speak, uh, something that might be applied in today's, today's business world? I think really planning ahead, planning what you want to do in life, and then chasing it down is, is, is big. So planning constantly, going through your, your rhythms of, of what you want to do, what you want to attain, and then applying your plan to it. Some people try to put together the best plan they can, or you know, kind of putting that first and, and that might be one way to do it, but making making sure that you're planning and then executing and then replanning and then executing and replanning is is really important. Cool. Now, uh, you take us to a time when you said, you know, wow, I'm really making a difference and really uh, everything's really coming together. I'm really really kicking ass. Uh, tell me that story. Uh, I don't th I don't think we've had that yet. Not yet. We're on. Okay. I'll tell you, get in real estate, a lot of people don't really realize how much of a joy it is 
to actually pass the keys from the seller to the buyer. There's a, there's a huge thing to gain there. It goes further than all of the contracts and financing and, and crunching of numbers and, and credits and debits. There, you know, there's a lot that goes into our job, but most importantly, the joy that we get in, in handing over those keys, it really is, an, is just a dream come true. Now, uh, moving to the next section, these kind of quicker questions, you know, kind of a lightning round, if you will. Uh, in the past, what was holding you back from becoming the entrepreneur that you are today? In the past, I didn't really think that I could, could conceivably open a business and go against some of these other firms. And uh, something just, I got over it. Just got over it. Yep. Just got to pull the trigger. What's the best advice that you've ever received? Best advice I've ever received. Years ago, my soccer coach told me, successful people are always in a hurry to get somewhere. And I've always really just kind of buried that in myself, just to keep, keep pushing, keep going, keep going, just keep going. And successful people are always in a hurry to get somewhere. I, I liked that one. Sounds like that really ties back into the, the strength of your, your tenacity. Keep pushing that ball forward. Again. Yeah. Uh, is there a personal habit that you have that you believe contributes to your success? I think it is some some the tenacity, believing in myself, and believing in in the good that I'm doing, uh, that I can do that just as good, well as the next guy, if not better. If I didn't have that in me, I probably wouldn't be self-employed, and and I wouldn't have probably started my own business. Um, so, yeah. If you could recommend just one book to our listeners, what would it be? I like the E-Myth. The E-Myth really breaks down how business kind of functions on a very basic level uh, that's inside us all. It's not just one type of person, but it does mention in there that we all, inside us all, we have of all of these parts and all of these abilities and it, it breaks those down also. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed that read. There's, there's a lot of good business books out there that I've read. Um, I, I'm a more business, uh, real, real reader than fiction. So. And, uh, if, if the listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Email is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at livepropertysolutions.com. Okay. Website's the same. Uh, LivePropertySolutions.com. Well, thank you for your time, Aaron. I uh, appreciate it. Um, I wish you the best of luck with your brokerage, mainly because I'm part of it. And <laughs> not only want to see you succeed, but uh, also for business to close down. So. T- together we will succeed. Indeed. Indeed. So. Well, until next time. Thank you, sir. Thanks for joining me for another week of my podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the C-Town podcast on iTunes. And it'd really be great if you wanted to leave me a review and uh, give me a few stars. If you have any suggestions or feedback for me, go ahead and email me at christianharris at ctown.com. That's c-town.com. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm that out.